Are you done? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize you were <laughs> recording while I was typing something. We're in the middle of a news broadcasting. No, we're not. No, we're not. Though, we are recording around the same time that we'll be recording Cash Ranger. That's yeah, shocking. 24 hours from now. Yeah, in 24 hours from now, we'll be talking about news and stuff. Stuff and things. Okay. We'll bring back old wounds. <laughs> it, well, I was trying to figure out where I heard that before. It's noble. Yeah. Schwal the roll call. Schwal that roll call. A.G. Subaraya, the man who created something from nothing. Godzilla. Ultraman. But when those who don't give his franchises enough credit, these podcasters will do it justice. For they are... Kaiju Sentai! Ultra Ranger! Lover of all things, Ultraman. Ultra Yellow Caster, gone. The other son of Goliath. Ultra Pink Caster, late! Spreading the love on one of Japanese beloved franchises. Kaiju Sentai! Ultra Ranger! Shrek! Greetings everyone and welcome to Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger, the show where we talk about Ultraman's past, present, future, Godzilla, and all kaiju in between. I'm Ultra Pink Caster, late. And I am your host, Ultra Yellow Caster Gar. What's up? I don't know. No, it's episode 91. Yeah, episode 91. We're nine episodes away. For the big 100. <gasps> so we got some special shit for you guys today. Yeah. Talk about Ultraman episode 14, Tiga episode 14, and finally, the yeah. Ultraman Rube feature film. Yeah, so instead of talking about episode 3 of Tiga, we were like, well, the Rube movie subbed. How about we talk about the Rube movie? Does it redeem the show? Is it sh- shitty? Like, is it as bad as the Jeed movie? We'll find out. Is it as awkward as finding out that Redcaster left his hacksaw here? Yep, sure did. <laughs> I just look over and I'm like, oh, yeah. he left that here. I love how most of my day today, like day of this recording, was I spent half my day playing Ultraman or watching, <laughs> watching Ultraman, and the other half playing Gears of War. Because Gears 5 is coming out soon, and I'm, like, super hyped for it. Gears was, of Ultra. I was going to buy the new uh, Gears of 5 con- Xbox that, that's coming out, because it looks really pretty and I want everything, but I don't need it, so. One, you don't need it for several reasons. One, you already have a, a updated Xbox One. Yeah. Two, this Xbox One that you already have is full of your memories, or memory files. Yeah, which are all backed up on the cloud, so. Yeah. Three, the new Xbox is coming out next year. Yeah. So there's no point in getting a new X-Bone when right. the next one's coming out next exactly. year. Exactly. So I'm just going to get the exclusive controller and the game, and that's it. The game! Football! Gears of War! Gears of War, Gears Gears! So yeah, we got some news, because Guardian decided to save all the news for this episode because i realized this episode will be more clickbaity i mean more appreciated i mean uh make us more money i mean uh, I, I, we, we just want to have more stuff to talk to you guys about yeah because we had four episodes last episode to talk about yeah surprisingly episode... we finished that episode in under an hour 
Well, yeah, because we had no news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episode 90 was just back. It was basically a catch-up episode for schedule. Yeah, and as everyone knows, on Ultra Ranger, we talk about news forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget. Lane, we were on news for 40 minutes. Yeah. Lane, keep going on. <laughs> oh! Yeah. But our first news story. Uh... First few news stories are about SH Figuarts news. So the first news story that we got is about the two-pack of Ultraman Zero, Strong Corona, and Luna Miracle. And apparently they will be the Tamashi Nation's uh, 2019 exclusive set this year. Cool. Yeah. I mean, they look really pretty, but where's my Zero Darkness? Where's Shining Zero? Later. If this does well, maybe we'll do them. I mean, don't don't make a two pack of those. Maybe. Oh fuck! Are you just gonna do that with zero from now on? Just fucking all of his forms, just two packs. Well, I mean, why sell one repaint when we can sell two repaints at the same time? So I wonder if now, because you have like the ultimate zero like armor, that you can make uh, shiny or Ultraman uh, ultimate zero strong Corona and ultimate. Lunar Miracle. You can just put the armor on those figures. Maybe. Yeah, because I mean, it's just a different color. That's all he is. So you can technically put the ultimate armor on him and bam. Whoa. Like imagine having shining ultimate Ultraman Zero. God damn. He's broken. He, he, like, He's already broken. Yeah, he, he Not only will he have the ability to travel through dimensions and multiple universes, but he'll also have time tr- time manipulation. These I like so that. Good. Yeah, no, those look really good. Oh, man. Strong Corona reminds me a bit of his uh, prototype designs when he was still Ultra 7 8, Ultra Seven AX. So, remember that these two forms are based off the two extra forms that both Dinah and Cosmos have. Because, I don't know, Dinah and Cosmos are apparently, like, fucking best buds, so Saga kind of showed that. It was weird. And then in uh, Orb, the Origin Saga, it was like, yeah, no, we're buds. Um, why are they always? Yeah, like, I don't want, like, I think Dinah and Cosmos are just the two Ultraman actors who are always willing to just, like, come back at any moment's notice. I know they aired five years apart from each other, because Dinah aired in 97, Cosmos aired in 2001, so that's a five-year gap. Maybe, maybe the actors just have good, chemistry? like, good chemistry with each other, so it's just like, fuck it. Like, because, you know, one's the really, like, heavy, aggressive, like, attacking type Ultraman, and Cosmos is the the, the peaceful one. I still want to watch Cosmos. Cosmos. Someday. But yeah, the blue uh, Luna Miracle looks fucking... Ugh. Just I always say, blue looks really good on an Ultraman. Yeah. I also never noticed that, like, even his uh, Zero Eyes, Zero Eyes Sluggers are, uh, are also colored. Yeah. Oh, they... I like, I, I like Luna Miracle the most. I like Strong Corona. Civil War. And you do like red, so... Yeah, uh, this two-pack will be for retail at 12,100 yen. Yeah, so in the end you're looking at like a whole least like a hundred and probably like $56 for the set. Yeah. Which isn't bad, because you're getting two figures out of it. I mean, I paid, I think like 140 for Orb Dark by himself. Oof. But that was because he was last year's Tomashi Nation's figure, and he was a lottery, and that, luckily our middleman won the lottery to get a figure. 
<laughs> so I had to get it from. And oh no, if you had to go on eBay to find one, it's only like 110 bucks. Yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised. Not a lot of people really remember or care about Dark Orb Dark, but I do. I love Eisen. I think it's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully these get a retail release in the future. We'll see. Or at least a Time Machine Nation exclusive set. Give me a Zero Darkness, motherfucker. Because all it is is just Belial possessing Zero, and it's fucking awesome. Well, we are getting X Darkness and G Darkness figure arts, so that may lead into a Zero Darkness figure. That'd be awesome. Because they, they would have no excuse then. No. Because all of Zero's forms are literally, like, except for Shining Zero, I'd say. Like, all of them are just repaints. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, the second news story that we've got uh, is about Ultraman X, and apparently he'll be getting a uh, cyber armor set. So it's called the SH Figuarts Mons Armor Option Part Set. So he gets Zeton, Ella King, Ella King, and, and Bemstar. Yeah. yeah, I didn't say Bemulai, I said Bemstar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we saw the Bemstar armor before at one of the events, but it's it's awesome that we now also have the Ella King and the Zeton armor as well, in which these look. Gorgeous. Yeah, the Zeton one is my favorite. It just looks so good. I kind of hope for the Zeton one it comes with purple eyes, like when he was possessed. Fucking just, the Elekane one just gives him a gun. He's got a fucking gun. Coco Gadget gun. Nah, and I like like the the Bemstar shield. Like, I like X's gimmick. Where instead of, like, form changing, it's just armor change. Oh, when he comes with an effect part. Yeah, uh, this set will also come with the, um, because the original X release didn't come with it, the effects part set will be coming with a uh, Xandium Ray attack effect piece. That's cool. Yeah, it's like how I like the uh, the G figure comes with. I'm pretty sure it comes with the Wrecking Burst. It does. Yeah. X then, because he came with the Gomorrah Cyber Armor. Mm-hmm. But now you can display him with the Xandium uh, Ray. And uh, I was talking to my friend who's also obsessed with X. Uh, she's like, well, how am I going to display all these? I'm like, well, you could always just buy three more X figures. <laughs> there you uh, go. You can also make hybrid armor, but we forgot you don't have the um, Exceed Slugger yet. Yeah. So hopefully next year they release a Exceed X figure. <sighs> we better get fucking victory night i feel like we will because that's just a repaint it looks so nice though like victory looks so much better blue <laughs> yeah. but yeah no good good island for making this set like that's really cool now can we get an ultra replica x divisor please probably next year fuck that'd be so cool with all the cyber cards like every cyber card that's not a whole lot of cyber cards then we really like no but like Every, every every kaiju, every Ultraman. Good point. But yeah, uh, what cyber dino tank? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this set will be going for seven thousand one hundred and fifty yen, and as we already mentioned, it is a Tomashi Web exclusive. That that's fair. That's like, fa- that's like, yeah. It's like close to like eighty ninety dollars for 
option card set. So it's like, hey, you want the other X armors? That'll be like 130 bucks over here. No, I'd say close to 100. 100? Yeah. Uh, and this will be coming out in January 2020, which uh, the year 2020 will mark the five-year anniversary of Ultraman X. That's probably one. God, they time these perfectly, don't they? Yeah. Damn. Then, you know, X is just that popular of an Ultraman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have an X figure art. You do? I think he's cool. He, he is really cool. I, I don't know why. Like, something about his, like, the molding on him, it just looks really cool. I think it's just, like, how he has, like, all the different detailings are on, on him. Well, I, I always said X, X had a really, really good design of him. Like, the, like, the technology kind of aspect of him. In our last news story involving SH figure arts... This was actually more surprising thing for me. Well, since we got, uh, they announced the SH figure arts of Ultraman Taro. It makes sense to finally announce a figure art of Taiga. His son. Yep. And damn. He looks. Love. Love the eyes. It's a bit hit and miss with me. Like, I like the red. I just don't. The silver kind of looks a bit off. No, you know what it is? Mm -hmm. His his main body is like a like a shiny silver, mm -hmm. where his head's kind of like a dull silver. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. that's it. But those yellow eyes look look so fucking beautiful. I can't stress enough that like that's my favorite part of the Tiger's design. I mean, he looks really good, especially the detailing on the Tiger Spark looks yeah. good. Yeah. Oh no, it looks really good, and I you know what? Can't wait to see Titus. Yeah, because they're going to make the tri squad. They have to make the whole tri squad. They gotta make the tri squad. I can see them doing this. The tri squad. Trigear. Trigear. They'll probably skip Photon Earth, and they'll do the final form. Yeah. Final form will probably come out in like July next year. Mm hmm. But I can definitely see them doing Trigear. Definitely, I think Trigear is going to be like a fan favorite. You know what? Trigear will probably be next, and then they'll do Titus and Fuma. And Ace will finally get one eventually. Ace. Ace. Um. It will include swappable hands and alternate color timer, of course. And uh, we'll be coming out. I want to. I said. I think the promo said December. Yep, December of 2019. All right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Uh, and he will only cost 3,250 yen. Yeah, so that's like, in the end, that's like 50 bucks. Yeah. 50 bucks for Tiger, that's pretty good. Like, that's what I gotta say, I've been liking about Ultraman Figures. They're decently affordable. Like, I was amazed that my Belial figure art was like $70. Now, this was like, like, old, like, back in olden days, Belial would have been a Tomishi Web exclusive. It would have been like, at least one hundred and fifty dollars. The ultra of him is like two hundred, and like Kaiser Belial is like three hundred. Well, you gotta remember those figures are now like ten years old. Mm -hmm. But now I, I kind of hope that they make a Kaiser Belial. But someday, if I like get a shit ton of money, I, then I'll buy uh, atrocious Belial because I like I don't know why I've been kind of going against that form, but no, that atrocious is fucking awesome looking. I love that form. And I hope someday they go back and release like the other. Uh, I almost said Genga. The other Orb and G forms. Do you know what would be a good Tom Machine Nations event figure? What? Fucking, like, original Belial. Ooh. Like his, like, OG Ultraman form. They, you just take the G, G mold and, like, 
rearrange it, customize it, but... Mm -hmm. But if you notice, Tom Machine Nation event figure, figure arts are mostly always just repaints. Yeah. Because it's easier just to repaint a figure than create something brand new. I just realized I got both the Rider and Ultraman figure arts from Tom Machine event. So I got Build Hazard, Dark Orb, or Dark. So. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Did you ever get the Genma figure art? Nah. Nah. I, that, was, that was like when I was in the middle of collecting Genma stuff, and then I just realized... It would have been too much of a fucking hassle, and then like, uh, did, uh Dave forgot to get me the Gemu Zombie. Uh, I was just like, I was like, eh, I don't care anymore. Hmm. Yeah, no, Titus looks good, so I'm I'm looking forward to Titus because Titus is gonna look. I, I think Titus will be everyone's fan. And, and if you do not pose him flexing, I mean, you know, if they do Titus, I kind of hope. In like in the long run, like after they do the the roof stuff mm -hmm. or not the roof stuff, the tiger stuff, they release a figure arts of Jonius. Yeah, so we we caught up on Tiger. Yeah, we caught today. up on Tiger. And like honestly, if you're watching the episode, like watching the show, make sure to listen to the the audio dramas. Yeah, they're the, they the are, Tri Squad audio drama. They are amazing. Which I, I had the idea of like. Once they have figure arts of the whole Tri Squad do stop motion animation of like that yeah. chatting. No, that'd be fucking hilarious. I would love I would love to I'd pay someone to do that. It's also just cute to see like teeny tiny tiger walking around with like teeny tiny tiny this is <laughs> it's like what are are what's, you guys manifestations? What's 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 the name of the, the thing on her wrist? Tiger Spark. Well, what if I want to name mine the Fuma Spark? No, it doesn't work like that. What if I call myself mine this Muscle Spark? No, guys, it doesn't fucking work like that. I'm the leader. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 I will say their chemistry is really fucking great. I think it's that they definitely remind me of the Imagines a bit from Denno. And Zero and his, his crew. Oh, the Ultimate Force Zero. Yeah, can we have Tri Squad team up with Ultimate Force Zero? Can we awesome. get figure arts of the of the Ultimate Force yeah, Zero team? Yeah, we get Glenfire, Mirror Knight, John Bod, John Nine. Like, come on. Throw in a Pigmon. Throw him a bone. <laughs> no, you know what? Before you do side characters, maybe we should do the title Ultraman first. I don't know. Maybe Tiga. Give us a Tiga at least. Waiting for an eighty figure art. Eighty Dinah. I feel like they'll probably do like Ace, Leo, Astra, Ugh. then eighty. An Astra, fucking ugly. We don't need that. Give them a new design. <laughs> Give them a Type B suit. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, uh, on to another another toy news story. Oh. It's not really a toy. It's more it's of a. It's a Dinah thing. Yeah, I love Dinah. So there will be a twenty-seven centimeter tall statue. Of Ultraman Dinah in his uh, rising formation or cool. rising pose, and it's just yeah, it's just him when he just grew big. <laughs> that is, what Dinah is so good. I, I always say I love I love his base design just because I like like I like how little red he has, and then he has a lot of blue around him. But my favorite part about him is just he has this this like his fin is like in front, like mm -hmm. on his forehead. It's like a little horn. It's, it's like a horn. And it just it makes him look so different from all the other ones, and I love that. Plus, plus uh, his his human like character is fucking awesome too. Oh, uh, Asuka, I think it was. Oh, 
forgot his name. Yeah, I think it's Asuka. I, I, haven't, I haven't, like, looked into Dino for a while, so. Well, when we finish Tiga, we're definitely going into Dino. I'd, I would love if the Blu-ray release of Dino came out by the time we were going to talk about it, because then we could officially watch Dino. Yep. Well, whatever, it's happening. We know we're getting Dino eventually on Blu-ray, so. Yeah. Yay. Uh, yeah, this this is a premium Bandai web exclusive item for fourteen thousand three hundred yen. Yeah, you're looking at almost like two hundred dollars just for this puppet or like statue. Twenty seven centimeters. That's like what, this big. Yeah, that's mm. a pretty decent statue. Yeah. Can you get him to hold hold something? Uh, he's coming out in November. Oh no, it's not for me. I mean. It would be for me, but I'd rather have a postable figure of Dinah. Exactly. But still, the detail on this looks amazing. Like, wow. Even the crotch area is a well-detailed crotch. Nice bulge there. <laughs> Guard, Guard wonders about my That's my temp comes. title for right now. That's a nice crotch area. <laughs> no. Anyway, let's just talk about something cute and adorable, like wait, wait. tiger plushies. And zero one plushies. Well, we'll get to that in the extra action tomorrow, probably. <laughs> yeah, we got we got uh, cute little plushies of the Tri Squad, and Titus looks so fucking cute. Look at him. Oh, cute he is. Oh, don't want to eat don't either. Actually, no. Well, Puma just looks angry. I'm mad. No, Tiger looks angry. I think I think having no no express like no actual smile on them, I think it's because it's just the fact like you know that way they can be whatever you want them to be. They can be either happy or sad. Think of it that way. Yeah, and yeah, zero one figure figure arts. Comrade zero one plushies are also there, but we'll talk about those later on. Uh, these chibi plush dolls are available for 1,620 yen each. Mm -hmm. So that's roughly, like, what, 15 bucks each? Yeah, so you're looking at, in the end, like, probably, like, 30-ish dollars for one of these plushies. Uh, uh, our, uh, my friend who lives in Ottawa who bumped into us at AMA North, uh, she actually made a custom, I think it's, uh, Sky, uh, the purple form of blue, from Ultraman Blue. Oh, uh, wind. Yeah, wind. Cool. That's cute. These are cute. This is a giant star. All right, and let's uh, let's talk about the biggest news story that happened. So I'll let Gar explain this, but like, I, I I'm just gonna say, holy shit. Yeah, you brought the like you showed this to me. I was in Dunville at the time. I was like, "Gar, gar, gar! You're gonna want to fucking see this." And, it's, and you're like, "Oh, what, what could it be?" Ultimate, okay. Nani? So, yeah, Super Eye Productions and Hideaki Anno, or and Toho Productions are teaming up with Shinji Yaguchi and Hideaki Anno from Neon Genesis Evangelion fame to create. An Ultraman movie. Yeah, like a feature length. Like a feature length film based on Ultraman. Yeah, it's gonna be like kind of like a Shin Godzilla kind of thing. Yeah, currently 
current the current title for it is Shin Ultraman, but I feel like that will change simply because you know it's like Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman. But remember in Japan it's called uh, Resurgence. Yeah, Godzilla Resurgence. Imagine it was called Ultraman Resurgence. I mean that sounds kind of cool. That sounds really cool. But this is this is incredible news. Like. This is going to be like a featured length Ultraman film with like a high movie budget Being getting put... made by Toho and Tsuburaya. So basically you got Tsuburaya's people talking to Toho's people be like, hey, without you guys, we, we, wouldn't, have... we wouldn't have our jobs. So, huh? Eh? And they're like, you know what? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Shin Godzilla made a ton of money. No, it's just like, eh? Yes. And, and apparently, yeah, so apparently it's starring Takumi Saito, who was apparently in Shin Godzilla, and apparently a lot of people are making a big deal out of this, so. Takumi Sa- Saito? Yeah. Hmm. He might have been, been one of the main characters. Um, and then we got Mas- Masumi Nagasawa, who was in Godzilla Tokyo SOS. Oh, she was probably the main chick. No, wait, I'm picking up the chick from Godzilla against no, that was a chick who was all about, like, her, who were like, oh, mother, do this for you! And she, like, went in the Mega Godzilla. Trying to. Uh, it's going, it's going to Wikipedia. It's probably him there. No, that's him down there. Like, go up? Huh? That's him right there. Oh, he was the other business guy. Other business guy. He was the other guy. Okay, he's the second, like, he's the second side character from Shin Godzilla. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other member of the cast is Hidotoshi Nishijima? Nishijima from The Wind Rises. I don't know what that is. The Wind Rises. Isn't that that new anime film or something? That sound. The Wind Rises. Yeah, yeah. isn't that the Miyazaki film? No, isn't that that like, gotten film from the guy who made your name? Yeah, yeah. The- yeah. It's the guy from... Hayao, oh, no, it's- Hayao Miyazaki? Maybe we're thinking of a different person. Or maybe we're thinking of a different movie. Oh, it is a Miyazaki film. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 this was meant to be Miyazaki's last film, but you know him. He will never fucking retire. No, because he doesn't like how anime, people make anime, so he's like, no, if I'm gonna make if we're gonna make anime films, I gotta make it right. I gotta do it. Just, I gotta do it myself. Just Miyazaki just sits at home and be like, Yes, I'm not retired. Ah, uh, alright, let me see. Oh no, I made an Attack on Titan movie. No! Uh, alright. No, he's just he just goes back to the like when he was retired, you know what he did? Mm-hmm. He spent his days at the office just looking over everyone. So you didn't retire. I've only seen one Miyazaki film my entire life. Oh, which one's that? Kiki's Delivery Service. Ooh, I uh, love that movie. I want my next one. I do want to watch though is Ponyo. I do recommend Poco Rosso. Hell! And, and, and you go and you gotta watch the dub because Michael Keaton is in a Hayao Miyazaki film. Yeah, but in the Ponyo fucking dub, you have Liam Neeson as Ponyo's dad, you got Tina Fey as the mother, and then you have Betty White and Miss Frizzle as those two old ladies. We're like, ah, the blood is coming! Yeah, meet me as Studio Studio Ghibli films are really good. Um, but, like, holy shit, we're getting a featured-length Ultraman film! That's gonna be so goddamn cool. It sucks this isn't coming out until fucking 2021. Yeah, they're they're, they're pushing this for the 55th anniversary of the franchise. Which, you know why I have to say that? Mm-hmm. 
take your time. Yeah, no, take all the fucking time you need, because imagine this gets a Western release. Oh. Imagine we could go see this Ultraman movie in theaters. We'll be the first ones there. Yeah. And, and again, it's like, why not get the two guys that did Shin Godzilla? Why not? Like, Shinji Iguchi's directing, Hideaki Anno is, uh, apparently he wrote the script back in February. Like, the first draft of the script, and back in February. It's the end of, end of the scene from Shin Godzilla, just, just... He what? <laughs> oh my goodness. What if we have, like, Shin Godzilla type of kaijus? No, no. Just I get Shin Godzilla. I can, but now I'm just questioning would this be a full on reboot or would this or like would, would this be like what Superman does and just be like it's just another extension of the of the multiverse yeah maybe it's just like a brand new original Ultraman or maybe it's like what would Ultraman be like like in real life in real life like to do a Shin Godzilla kind of thing yeah but who knows yeah like, that's the one thing that I fear, though. It's like, if they do that, then it's like, okay, you're just copying what you did in Shin Godzilla. Exactly. And I well, kind of don't want to see that. No, exactly. So, like, that's the greatest thing about this is that we don't know what this movie's going to be about. All we know is... It's happening. It's just, Super Ryan and Toho are doing an Ultraman movie. That's it. This is like when they announced... This is like when Lion Gates, Lion's Gate announced that the new, Pope, or new Power Ranger movie was happening. And it was just like, at that time, we were just like, Cool. That's all we can say. Cool. Because you can't. And then they Hasbro ripped my heart in two. And we yeah. don't talk about that anymore. Oh, trust me. Hasbro did that a lot during my childhood. Um, oh, we're not making yeah. a figure. It's too big. So probably within the next year or so, we'll find out more about this movie. Mm -hmm. Hopefully a trailer by like... I want to say at least At mid, least winter next year. Mid-2020. Mid-2020. Or if we don't get a trailer mid-2020, probably a teaser. Or at least like an image of maybe what it looks like. Maybe like a poster. Yeah. No, a poster with the silhouette. That's what they're going to do. Anyways, they're not going to fuck this up. Whatever it is, we're going to love it. But at this point, like, think about, think about this at this point. Super wrote 2019 already, because as of this recording, it's August. Super Art Productions is planning their own convention. Has finished, have have done two good anime, uh, released an anime based on the manga of Ultraman that is released worldwide on thanks to Netflix. Now we're getting a season two. Yeah, getting a second season of that. Of uh, having a really good uh, recap series this year with New Generation Chronicle. Having a new show involving three brand new Ultraman, having a really good summer movie with Ultraman Rube, spoilers, uh, their, their international licensing with, uh, with their entire franchise thanks to Mill Creek, and then you have this movie. That's eight things that Super Hour Productions has done to be, like, to be, keep going this year. And then you just have Toei Company. We're going to show you Comrade Zero One next week. Two days after that announcement, it gets leaked. Oh. Oops. Three Soldier. Uh... Toei Company, you got It's weird, though, because I've been seeing Comrade fans be like, Oh, we want, like, like we want, we want Comrade over here. But I feel like this, this would be the problem with that, though. 
Toei Company would probably want full control over everything. Which you can't really do that. Super Ryan is teaming up with a Mil- with Mill Creek, which is a US company, to be like, okay, we trust you guys to release this on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. We they probably have something be like, okay, we're gonna split the deal 50-50. Mm-hmm. Toei wouldn't do this because they're Toei's greedy. I'll admit it. They're fucking greedy. They're greedy, and all they care about is money, and they're too afraid of trying to branch out with new stuff. Like, new ideas. They're really too afraid of that. And how last year they mentioned, it's like, oh yeah, we already tried in the West once. With Mask Rider and Dragon Knight, and they both failed unsuccessfully. No, we, we won an Emmy. Oh yeah, they want a stunt Emmy. But yeah, no, Subaraya alone has proven that like, they know what they're fucking doing. They're not afraid to try new shit. And now, they've done so many amazing things. We have a new Ultraman series, which seems pretty promising. We're now getting every single piece of Ultraman media released on Blu-ray in the West. And well, now we're Fully getting, translated. Fully translated. And we're getting a f- featured-length film. <laughs> like, goddamn... Suck it, Toei! <laughs> Pieces of shit. I love you. Just, I'm just saying, Toei, you gotta step up their game. Step up your fucking game. Anyways, me... Uh, especially with Kamen Rider. Sentai, you at least have it coming out on DVD over here. Or at least it was, but now it's currently, like, you, you on just, hold. You just want, like, old school Sentai on DVD. Oh, I would... Honestly, I'm... If they if every single season of Sentai was on DVD, I would buy it. Yep. But if they were like, okay, we're release we're releasing like set after set and then they just stop, I wouldn't be interested because I would know it would be an incomplete set. Mm-hmm. But anyways, me and Gar are extremely excited for this news. I I'm just blown away by this news. Yeah, like I've been seeing on Twitter, like when this was announced, everyone was just like, Oh my fucking god, like Getting like a real Ultraman movie, and it's like holy shit. <laughs> That's not featuring Will Smith. That was the biggest rumor, like in like the late, uh, the late two thousands. Will Smith was going to be in an Ultraman movie. <laughs> there's no, a, there's a, no. <laughs> there's actually a gif of him dancing from Fresh Prince with Ultraman's helmet on. Just no, that's stupid. That's stupid. But yeah, no, just. Oh, I, I, I'm super excited for this movie. I'm, yeah. That's that's gonna be awesome. I hope this gets a Western or like Please Western. Please put the on the movie. Anyways. Oh, 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 oh. Remember how Toho was? No, remember how we talked to, talked a few weeks ago about how Toho is branching more into the West? Yeah. What if Toho just releases this film themselves over here? <laughs> limited limited screenings like you know baby steps fucking steelbook I would buy I would buy the fuck out of the steelbook I would buy it on 4k buy it on 3d <laughs> I don't even know a 3d tv would fucking do it anyways that is the news yeah pretty exciting shit some pretty awesome things so let's talk about a show from the 1960s and it's weird way of talking about women <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
episode 14, Pearl Oyster Defense Order. What the fuck? Okay, I'm going to say this right now. This episode was so dumb, so weird, I loved every fucking second of it. Did you? <laughs> yeah, no. This is so weird. Like, so, our kaiju for this episode was the blowhole monster Gamma Kujira. So, apparently what this fucking thing is, and Gar will put a picture of, of him, because he's Yeah, he, he's he's in the thumbnail. Or, not thumbnail, but like, episode wallpaper. He's apparently the combination of a toad and a whale. And you can obviously tell, because, like, he had this really, like, oh. yeah, like, it sounded like a fucking, like, a, someone, like, squeezing a horn. It was like, oh. And he's just, like, he's obsessed with pearls. Like, that's all he eats, pearls. He has, like, this little, like, this red tongue that, like, shoots out of his mouth, and he just sucks up pearls, digests them in his stomach. And then, apparently, like, he has this thing where he, like, he has, like, a water spout that spouts water, and, like, it can get super hot, and then, like, kind of enrage him and make him stronger. And he's that, also bipedal. Yeah, that's how that's how he was able to get out of the net. Yeah, because he just kept shooting water and making himself like more and more st- uh, powerful, and then he got out. Yeah, see, he didn't eat Um, so this this episode, it was just so bananas, and like, so it starts with freaking Fuji going out shopping and with Ide, which that's already weird. We see, this is the first time I've seen them, like, out, in the, out in the city, in public, and apparently this, this originally the show was supposed to take place in, like, the 90s? Yeah, no. This, this show just screams 60s, which, Gar was telling me that apparently in Return of Ultraman, they, like, retcon that. Yeah, they re- so, later on in the show, you actually see them with a plaque that says the year that they're supposed to be based in, mm-hmm. which even Ultra 7 takes place in the future, mm-hmm. but... With Return of Ultraman, they retconned it that the events still happened, but in the actual year that they were made. In the 60s, yeah. Yeah, so in the 66 and 67. So yeah, so like, Fuji's just like obsessing over these pearls, and like, yeah, she's out with Ide for some reason. I have no idea fucking why. Maybe Ide's trying to get some. Who knows? Well, maybe they are a thing, I don't know. Uh, who knows? <laughs> so, she goes to like try to buy some pearls, and then we get like this really cool shot where like they're talking to like the, the storekeeper... And, but, like, you see only Ide and Fuji, like, reflected in a mirror. So, like, you see the guy talking to them, but then you see them in the mirror beside him. I mean, hey, it saves it saves time from signing up a camera, like, signing up two cameras, mm-hmm. so, like, cause she, like, the cashier and, like, the, them. Yeah, like, this show, this episode took, like, a lot of interesting, like, shots and stuff like that, and I really liked it. Never forget, A.G. Subaraya is a filmmaker. He knew what he was doing. But then again, I don't think he actually directed... An actual episode of Ultraman. I think he was just supervising. Yeah, and he was just like, no, 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 no. Ultraman should go shop. <laughs> Ultraman should do this. <laughs> Whatever you say, boss. Uh, also, give him a fedora. No, no, Subaru, we can't give him a fedora. Fine then, I'll be back. I gotta go with go work with Americans Godzilla. on on this movie called Invasion of Astro Monsters. Sorry um, if we made him racist. <laughs> um. So then. Uh, Fuji finds out that apparently there is a huge shortage of pearls, so they're in more higher demand, which means they're more expensive because there's very little of them. So, she, so and apparently we found out that in the Space Patrol, they get paid monthly. The Space Patrol? Or the Science Patrol? Sorry, whatever. Science Patrol. They get, they get paid Science, monthly. bitch. They get, they get paid monthly. But it makes sense because 
They already have housing. Yeah. They have probably medical, like, free medical, like, free health care. They don't even have dental. They uh, don't even have dental. F- food. Yeah, food. Food, they're water, coming. like, places to, housing. So they, they have everything they need. So they probably, they just buy, like... But now, now I'm just thinking, it's like, do they have other, like... Like when the when the Japanese branch was made, did they have homes? Are they still? They probably had normal lives. It's just they signed up for this. Yeah. What if that's what the Ultraman film's about? It's just it's a prequel show, <laughs> prequel movie about what happens. Ends with Ultra. We don't get Ultraman until the very end of the movie. Like he last just shows up. last three minutes of the movie. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> um. So. Uh, then these two guys, like, in a truck, they're carrying, they're carrying the pearls down to, like, I don't know why, I was really focused on this episode. Like, I, I like, I, I, along. like, like, I watched it really carefully. So, they, they're driving down, just mind their own business, and then, all of a sudden, Gamma Kajira comes out. Just, fucking, kills them. just knocks over the truck down a fucking cliff, they're both fucking dead. Like, it's amazing. Like, they even show, like, their bodies are just, like, the kill just, count's already at two. Yeah, he's already at fucking two. So then, like, yeah, he just sucks up all these pearls and just... So, like, Cap's, like, deploying the, the science patrol out. And they look over at uh, Fuji and it's like, Whoa, Fuji, what's with your eyes? They're so bloodshot. And she's like, it's a woman's wrath, boys. No, And, like, she's just being really, like, upset and angry that, like, she, di- she isn't she getting wa- her pearls. She wants nice things. She wants pearls. Like, she, like she even mentioned it herself in the jewelry shop. Just, like, I'm a woman... I can I can get I can have things. I can have things. I have nice things. This so why, this is why we can't have nice things, Fuji. Yeah. So <laughs> then, so they go to investigate and like they're flying around the the VTOL or whatever like that, and then like you know they they encounter him and like they're they're bombing him and stuff like that. They're trying to figure out what he's doing, and so uh, they accidentally like one of their, a couple of their, a bit of their engines break down, so they have to land emergency landing. So Fuji tries to contact the headquarters to get like a, uh, a backup VTOL, which they get one, the sub VTOL. Yeah, the sub VTOL. Um, so then they camp out like at this beach area, like on some rocks. They have like a campfire and everything like that. And just all of a sudden, Fuji's just like, like, uh, like we get this really nice shot of like uh, Gamma Kajira on like an island, and he's just going like, and like he, he is really weird because it's just this guy in like this really f- like very floppy looking suit, and like. His yeah. eyes, like, you just see his, like, his eyeballs, like, his, um... His eyes are definitely his, painted on Yeah, his irises are just, like, they're always, like, looking up. Yeah, so it looks like he has, like, hardcore lazy eye. Oh. Yeah, we gave him, like, the Dog of Wisdom voice. Yeah. So he's being really weird, and he's, like, digesting the things, and so Fuji's just, like, yelling at him, going, like, No, give me back the pearls! And, like, Cap's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like, you're, it's not gonna help it, like, help you get the pearls back. And she's like, she's like, you don't understand how a woman's, like, me feels. And it's like, whoa. No, I was just making a joke that Hyatt is just sitting there thinking, just talking to Ultraman in his head, kind of like how in the DBZ abridge, how Piccolo talks to Kami in his head. It's just, you should tell them. Should I? Yes. Well, no. Remember, I, that's not Hayata. It's I Ultraman. Know. It's just Ultraman posing as Hayata. This Ultraman's just thinking, man, I could really go for a Weatherburger right now. How long would it take me to get Saturn from here? Hmm. <laughs> just, just sitting there. I miss Sophie. Hates Mrs. Sophie. Miss Sophie. Stop following you. Stop following me. 
that's my name I gave him. I'm gonna follow you. Sophie now. Sophie. Like Ultraman's name is Greg. Greg. My name is Greg. It's Greg. Um. So then we get this weird, just ten second shot of just, just Fuji just staring angrily out into the distance. And like it fades to the black because it's going to commercial break. Like, like it fades to black, and you just hear uh, Gama Kajira still digest, yeah, just digesting the pearls, and it, it re- kind of reminded me a bit of the ending to Escape of Planet of the Apes, because like that movie also faded to black with a weird noise, and it was basically the baby monkey, or the baby ape, t- like starting to talk. Mm-hmm. It was just like mama, mama, mama. It's fading to black, and it's just it's creepy as hell. <laughs> So I'm like, this is disturbing. So then, so the next morning they get their they get their VTOLs and fix the other one. And so they're like going around. They're like, all right, we gotta bomb this fucking thing. So they keep just shooting missiles at, shooting missiles at, shooting missiles at, and like it's working, but not really. And they're just pissing it off. So then they try like another time. And it's like, okay, we're gonna shoot some balloons at it to like kind of keep keep an eye on it because it keeps like diving under the water or something like that. Or it just it, or it's just like it's just just paddling, just yeah. swimming along. Just keep swimming. Just keep um, so then, eventually, they capture it in a net, and just, I, I don't know why, it was killing me. I was dying of laughter, just seeing, like, it just, like, squirming around the net, and then it goes to, like, a faraway shot of just the two jets carrying it, but you obviously can tell it's just, like, a, it's just, like, a model. This is the stiff-ass model of just, of just him in a net, and just, it, just, just, just floating there, just, like, lifeless, like, it was just hilarious it just kept cutting back to it it was just so funny so stupid so then he uses it's like hot like it's steam and like the the water it just gets really hot and then like causes the the VTOL to like one of the VTOLs to crash Hayata should have fucking died oh yeah Hayata like we saw it crash into rocks explode should have died the the VTOL's in fucking pieces and just Hayata's just there on the ground it must be his Ultraman fucking DNA that just prevents him from dying oh he jumped no, no, no! Right as the land, right as the plane landed, he jumped. He jumped at, right that as That was still fucking hurt. Like apparently, the worst he got out of that crash was an arm injury. He injured his arm. That was it. That was the extent of his fucking damage, which is bullshit. So <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of it crashing, like it burst in the flames, and yes, cue cue uh, Patrick Warburton from Emperor's New Groove. Mocha. <laughs> so. Then they ignore Hayata for like the next like ten minutes, and uh, so was it wasn't until Fuji's like, oh yeah, she go check on Hayata. Shit. So then like there's a bunch of these like girls in like bathing suits. They're they're just hanging out on the beach, whatever like that. They got pearls for some fucking reason, and so Gama Kujira like goes up and he notices the pearls, and so he goes to try to like find them. It, it, this was an annoying, like, kind of two minutes of just them running, all screaming, yelling shit out at the same time. They're trying to run away, get in their car, but their car gets stuck in the sand. And, like, they're just, they're trapped. They're they're almost fucked. But then, like, the, the science patrol shows up in time, gets them, gets them to safety. Um, so then Ide, or I think, or no, it was Arashi who, uh, who thought of it. Yeah, it was Arashi that came up with he's the idea. Like, he's like, hey... Why don't we use, like, a pearl bomb? Like, we just, like, explode, like, a bomb with pearls in it and kind of distract them. And then we just, like... And they're like, yeah, sure. So they try that, and they try attacking him some more, but, like, nothing's working because he just keeps, like, just shrugging off any attack he has. And so then... uh, Fuji goes to rescue Hayata, and then Hayata, like, gets there. 
And obviously he wants to transform into Ultraman, but, like, Fuji's there, so it's like, no, 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 I'll be fine, you stay there, just tell him to, like, fire a jet at them and, like, get him into space, or whatever like that. Like, that'll work. And that's, he's just like, okay. That's the plan. So. Fire a rocket at Agama Kajira and toss him into space. So, they launch this little rocket. It literally goes up his, like, sticks to his ass. It shoves it, it sho- right up his ass. flies him up. And you just see this little, like, model of just Gamma Kajira just flying with this fucking jet rocket. Just fucking... I was dying. It was so funny to see him, like... <laughs> Stiff as a rock. So then I <laughs> transforms into Ultraman. And we get finally the debut of the Type B suit. Looks yeah. good. The head sculpt looks way better now. Yeah, so the the major difference in the Type B suit is the new helmet. Yeah, the new head sculpt. Yeah, the new head sculpt. They could, they could not get away with that paper mache bullshit anymore. Uh, according to the suit actor, it was really hard to actually look in that helmet. Yeah, but at least... Because it, it was very loose. This one's more, like, tight. Yeah. Tight fitting. And you don't see his mouth anymore, like, under his Yeah, his mouth. mouth's now... His mouth is now shut, closed permanently. Eyes are better. Because one of the original ideas was Ultraman was going to talk. Thank God they didn't do that. No. Only, only in like in Hayata's head. Yep. Thank God. Um. So we get the debut. Look, he looks really nice, and then he just starts flying, and he's just fucking chasing, chasing Gamakajira down, just chasing him, chasing him, and then just he collides no, right no, in. No, no, not even before that. He does like a flip. Like Gamma spins around, goes the other way, and just they're about to just fuck it and just wham! Just you see, just see Ultraman like kind of put his arms back and like just to kind of make himself give himself more like momentum and speed, so he's like faster. He's like and flying just, like Iron Man. And, and just yeah, and just no, he, more like the Human Torch. Yeah, more like the Human Torch. Yeah. Flying yeah, well and just. Crashes into him, he explodes, and just, Ultraman just gets him. It's the dumbest fucking way he's ever fucking killed a kaiju before, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. The narrator confirms he killed it. He killed Gamakajira. Finally killed a kaiju. Well, no, like he he has killed them before, but like it's still one of the silliest ones with with Jiris, where he just killed them and then just puts pro back on him. But just there like go, it was so fucking funny just seeing come. Gamma Kajira just with this fucking rocket up his ass just going like you guys have to watch this episode even, even if you don't want to watch all of Ultraman watch episode 14 like oh my god and then it ends with like apparently the pearls are back or whatever and there's more of them now so now they're more affordable because they're cheaper because there's more of them and so you just get a shot of like Fuji just dressed up in all these pearl, yeah, pearl she necklace, has, she pearl. Has like she has two, like this two line necklace. She has earrings, made like of a pearls. ring. She has a ring. She has, she's got this nice black dress on. She looks really pretty. And you just hear Ida just being like, "Can you actually really afford all this stuff?" And then we just cuts to like, I swear to God, like a solid minute of just her and then Ida walking in the city, just Ida carrying all this shit that's like he apparently he's been holding for, her. and he's just like. It, but, but can, you, can you just help slow down, slow down a bit, please? Can you, I'm just trying to carry. Oh, oh push, push, push! This box is about to fall. Fall, it's about to fall. It's about to fall. Can you just at least carry one box, please? Uh, uh, I got it. Okay, come on, Fuji, Fuji, come on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And like, she's just ignoring him. She's being a complete bitch. Yeah. 
So, hey guys! I, I I will honestly say this is probably one of my new favorite episodes of Ultraman. Like I think this with Jiris, episode thirteen, episode fourteen. So episodes ten. 13, 13 14. 14. Yeah, these are my favorite episodes so far. Oh, right. Yes, uh, episode 13 was the starfish type of creature. Yeah, but I just love all the destruction and how even though Ultraman fucking, in the end, saved the day, he didn't. Just not now. <laughs> no, he, he, he turned into Ultraman way too early. Way too, I mean, way too late. It was way too late. This was even fast, like, later. Yeah, they're, they're really cutting it for when he's showing up. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of cool because they're giving the Science Patrol a bit more chance to try to do shit themselves. So Hayato actually gives them an opportunity and he's like, Alright! <laughs> um, so what th- do you think of this episode, Gar? I found it to be really, really fucking weird. <laughs> it's stupid. Like, you did uh, not like the kaiju. Oh, Gamma Kajira, I feel like could have been a bit better design wise. Like he could have been not less bulky, or at least loose in a sense, because like he's really loose as a kaiju. But I think it was hilarious. <laughs> this, this episode, like this episode, definitely describes what type of like era they were filming in. Yeah, it, it's a goofy. You know what? It's a good. Hey, just sit back, relax. And let's watch some goofy shit. Exactly. But yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed this episode thoroughly, so. So let's get on to Tiga. Episode 14, Fugitive from Beyond. This episode was fucking boring. You didn't like this episode? I, yeah, I think I think you and I are the opposite for Ultraman and Tiga this week. Yeah. I thought I thought this episode was okay. I, I found this episode to be pretty interesting. Eh. So, this episode involves two aliens from, uh, from like, outside the Milky Way galaxy be, being hunted down by this alien named Muzan. Or Muzan, and it's all like it's full of, like predator, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's predator. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, no, it did have a predator vibe. Like even to the point where the alien um, Muzan, 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 the brown coat alien, he kind of had like a predator look to him with like his mouth. Mm-hmm. And Daigo's finally the main focus. Yeah, no, Daigo actually finally got like some. Decent development. It only took 12 episodes. 14. To, well, he first two episodes were focused on him. Ah, uh, that's true. So it took 12 episodes to finally get more Daigo Focus episodes. Yeah, so apparently it was just about these two aliens who got launched into onto Earth, and this alien's hunting them for sport. Just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. For fun. So we got... For we fun. got... Uh, Rusha, Rusha, yeah, Rusha, yeah, Rusha, and a named male alien. Apparently, his name is Zara. Oh, okay. Or at least that's what the wiki said. His 
His name's Zara. Yeah, so, like, I did like some aspects of this episode. Like, I liked how they tried to communicate with her. So, like, they were going, like, I am Munakata. Daigo. You are? Giant plane. No, giant metal bird lands on the ground, and we are here with you. I am Tiga. Fuck, sure. No, no, I didn't say that. Is he trying to say that they crashed out of a plane? Yes. Actually, yeah, that's what we were trying to tell you. Um, and they, like, you can tell these aliens have, like, freaking, like, cool abilities. Because, like, one's able to, like, climb up a cliff. Like, another one's able to, like, jump really high. Apparently can fucking fall off the top of the Guts building. Like, which is, remember, people, this is a, Guts headquarters is like a giant-ass fucking pyramid in the middle of the ocean. Well, technically, it's the TPC building. Okay, it's, yeah, it's the TPC building. It's a giant pyramid near, in, like, not the middle of the ocean, but it's in the ocean. It, it's, like, it's, like, outside the, sh- like, right beside, the land. Right, yeah, right beside the mainland. Yeah. But she jumped she, into well, the water. Well, she, like, Daigo was trying to, like, save her, but then she was like, no, fuck you, I don't need to be saved, and, like, shocked him, and then just dropped, but then, yeah, dove. So she didn't die from that. Um, and then she also, like, saved this kid's balloon. So that was interesting. Balloon. But you know what's funny? Like, you see her walking around, and people are, like, looking at her, but I don't think those are actually, like, extras. I think they are were, they were just filming down in that downtown area, and people were just like, what's going on there? What are they filming? Yeah. Oh, is this one of those Matrix movies? Wait, Matrix wasn't a thing yet, was no, it? it was 1989. Is this some sort of Cowboy Bebop movie we're making over here? Um, so, yeah, like, I, I don't know much to say. Like, this episode was okay. They, it, they, they, they both died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the alien Muzin killed both of them. He fanosed them. I didn't expect the girl to die, actually. I was actually surprised about they, that. I was they, like, oh. they both just turned to dust. And then Daigo just fucking recklessly tried to go attack the fucking kaiju himself. Just shoot. And then he almost, he apparently died in the explosion, but then he just turned to Tiga. And everyone's like, oh, Tiga! And it's oh, like, Tiga, it's like, oh, you know, thinking Daigo just fucking came, Tiga came from where Daigo, he just last saw Daigo a second ago. Uh, and then the kaiju, like, does this really weird thing where he, like, he grows. grows his neck out. Or like, and he he's, like, crawling like, really weirdly. He's, like, on, he's, like, he's on his... Like, I think it was, like, his head grew out of, to his tail? And then Maybe? Was just like the, yeah. Because, like, he starts off bipedal, and then when his neck, like, his, I think it's neck, like, de- detaches from the back of detaches, his body, yeah. and it becomes, like, a like a dinosaur-type-looking creature, like oh, a brontosaurus. Okay. Hmm. And it's just, like, I think that's also the problem as well. This, ant, unlike last, like, the last episode's aliens, where they, they, they talked ha- yeah, it. they talked, and they had a motive, here, this guy's just, he kind of remind me of Bolton a bit. Either that or a mutated snork. Yeah, and so like Tiga like actually had some efforts to fucking try to kill him, but he got him in the in the end. And then the episode just kind of abruptly ends with just just being like, "Let's give him a proper burial. It's what they want." It's like, oh, I think they were more just upset that they couldn't save them. Yeah. It's, so like, we no. finally got a character focus episode for Daigo, and yeah, it just ends up being alright. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry, but, like, I just, like, I, I had more fun with the Ultraman episode. I think it's because it's more, like, you know, it was made in the 60s, so it's 
more cheesy. Showa era Toku just has something about it that just makes it fun. We're making it for the children. It's so over the top. Ah, it's Hitler's secret treasure. <gasps> Commoner! Who? Where did Takashihanga go? He went around the world fighting crime. Just fighting shotgun. Th this is the new Kamen Rider now. His name's Ichimanji. Okay. That is the reason. That is actually the reason that they wrote out Takashihanga of the show. He just went around the world. Yep, because remember, he broke his legs. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. I feel sorry for Ichimonji's actor. Mm. He burned alive. Ooh. Yeah, he got like bad burns. Still alive. Yeah. Just, ooh. Mm. Anyways, now for our feature topic. So, Ultraman Rube the movie. Select the Crystal of Bond. Yeah, no, uh, no Eisen. Zero out of ten. Yeah. I, like, I found out Eisen was in this movie and I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, we watched the entire movie and Eisen never showed up, so, yeah, 0 out of 10. No, who are you fucking kidding? This oh. movie was fantastic. Oh, it was so fucking good. So good. Like, this is so Rube, much... we're sorry. This is so much better than the Jeed summer movie. Yeah, no, the Jeed movie sucked. <laughs> but, Rube, we're sorry. We, you know what? This The Rube movie showed us what was good about Rube and that that's what we liked about Rube that's what Rube was about true that's what Rube was all about cause fucking weird like our biggest complaint about Rube overall was that Isami and Katsumi didn't get enough like development as characters this movie they fucking did holy shit yeah this movie's just like like the writers were probably just sitting around just be like so what do we do with Katsumi and Isami nothing we gotta fix that, boys. Yeah. And, like, even how, like, Riku and Pega showed up in the show was pretty, like, pretty reasonable. Yeah, Riku and Pega are the only two from G that show up in this And that's movie. all we needed, honestly. Yeah, you know what? If you had any of the other characters, it would have felt a, a bit, a lot of... A bit cluttered. A bit forced. Yeah. Especially and, since Rube already has, like, a five-member cast. Yeah, but, like, oh, man... It is so much right with this movie. Yeah, so so let's let's start let's start back from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now, hang on. Do you want do you want to start where the movie started, or do you want to start where it properly started? Start where the movie started. All right. So, so. this movie starts with Katsumi as Ultraman Rosso with his head stuck in a building. Yeah. Upside down. <laughs> well, Ultraman Blue and Jeed are fighting off. Bemstar and Gonkyu. Yeah, like so, a black Gonkyu. Well, original design Gonkyu. Oh, okay. Gonkyu has two different designs. Oh. And so it's one of those... You're probably wondering why how it got here. Well, it all started yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you made that joke, and then Katsumi actually started saying it. Yeah. And I, I, I you know what, I like those kind of moments in movies, which is like... It's, like... it's like in Doctor Who, it's like, My name is Rose Tyler. This is the day I died. It's like, um, it reminds me a bit of Emperor's New Groove. Winner? <laughs> no, no, it reminds me of Rad, how Ratatouille started. You, you still haven't watched Ratatouille. No, I've not seen Ratatouille. Basically, it starts with him running out a window. It, like, the, win like, the window shatters, and you see a close-up of him, and he's like, this is me. 
Yeah, you're probably wondering how I got here. Well, uh, let's start off with the basics. First, I'm a rat. And then, like, he talks about things, and then it finally get like, 20 minutes in, it finally gets to that scene. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so then it goes back to, like, a day ago. Tw- yeah, 24 hours prior, which apparently one year has, one year's gone by since the events of the show. And they did something that I said I was kind of hoping they would do. I... The episode of Rue when the with uh, Yuma, bird, the the bird girl who went off to California to study study uh, study in America, or whatever, she came back. Yep. And I was like, oh, it's Bird Girl. She Welcome came back. back. <laughs> so she actually asked Is- uh, Isami if he uh, he could go with her, come back with her to study in California. Yeah, because uh, so like. You know, years gone by, no monsters in Ayaka City, so they kind of moved on with their lives. Yeah, well, except for Katsumi. Yeah, this movie's heavily focused on Katsumi. Because he's trying, yeah, he's kind of having an identity crisis where he's like, because he like, he wants to keep being an Ultraman because he found like, a a he found a purpose in that. But since there hasn't been any kaiju attacks, he's kind of just been sitting around, like even, like he's even been thinking like, you know, oh my, 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 you know, I'm gonna gonna take over the shop, but it's like it's like no, Ushio's still around. He's still gonna run the shop. So he's doing immensely popular. Yeah, because uh, they used uh, Asahi's design of R- Rosso Blue, and they actually made them shirts. Yeah, I want a shirt of that. Uh, I actually would like a shirt of that. Dude. But, but, but instead of uh, instead of white, make it like a gray shirt. Because mm-hmm. um, white stains too easy. Ma- Mommy Minato's fucking president of Eisentech now. Yeah, Mio Minato. Yeah. Oh god, fucking second best character in all of Rube. And she showed up like three episodes before the finale. No, but she, I like I said this when we talked about Rube overall. Like she had such a huge impact. Like I thought she was going to be like a shitty character, but no, she ended up being like a fucking awesome character, awesome mom. <laughs> like fucking god. Um, yeah, she's now the current president of Eisentech. Temporary president of Eisentech. Yeah, whatever. She fucking runs the company. And whenever I, Makoto Eisen comes back, you know, I don't think he is. I think he's still on his trip around the world. Yeah, and I think that's going to be, like, permanent, because he's just like, fuck that, like, I'm going to Canada. I think everybody bad happens in Canada. <laughs> Blame Canada. Blame Canada. Um, but I, I, I am sad that Aizen didn't kind of come back in this movie, but I understand Makoto Aizen, he's traveling around the world, Air, Alien Sarasa did get destroyed I'm, I'm i'm going to accept that now he did get destroyed by getting sucked up into like a ventilation thing and that was pretty much it we never saw any conclusion to that hey, mr eisen what are you doing now i'm going around the world fuck you guys see you guys never never um ching, ching. so yeah so this whole movie is just about just like basically katsumi just figuring out am i Minato Katsumi, or am I Ultraman Rosso? And or what am I going to do? Yeah, what am I going to do with my life? And like he's trying to think, and like you know he's, he's he keeps looking at this baseball that he has like on his and his, on his room, little mantle, and, and says "dream" on it, the word for dream. And then he remind he reminds himself of his friend, who's this the, our main side character of this of the movie, uh, Toy. Yeah, Toy. And he he was a college buddy of his, 
Um, and he aspired to be a game developer. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to this game company and like start making games for him. What about you? Are you going to do college baseball? Nah, no, 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 no. I'm not, I don't feel like doing that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run my dad's shop. Yeah. Which, like, it, it brings up the fact that Katsumi gave up on going to college. Like, he could have been, he could have, he got recommended to be in college baseball, but he just didn't want to go towards it, which is weird, because I thought he loved baseball. Well, he did, it's just, you know, when you have your dad, like, when it's just your dad and your younger brother, and Asahi, you kind of need a second adult around to help out with the bills. Yeah. And, and we also get this really funny scene where, like, Isami's talking to Yuma, and then we just see, like, fucking... Just Ushio and Katsumi just, like, kind of peering over this ball to be like, what are they doing? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I was making a joke that, like, so I'm pregnant. <laughs> you're you're the dad. No, but then we do get kind of a thing like that with Asahi, where, like, Asahi's friends are, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, no, Asahi's amazing. She's really popular with the boys. And, like, Ushio's like, what? 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 Popular with the boy? Not even the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Not even the fuck? So then later we get this amazing fucking scene where, like, they're all, like... They're dressed in camo. They're dressed in camo. They have, like, these shirts that, I guess, say, like, Falcon 1 on it. Yeah, because... Because he sure. refers to all of them as Falcon 1. He's like, Falcon 1. Falcon 1. Do you see anything Falcon 1? And Katsuki's like, stop calling all of us Falcon 1. You don't know who you're talking to. Run to that, Falcon 1. Oh, fucking God. Yeah, that was the... If there's one thing this movie gets right, gets really good... It's the comedy. The, yeah, the humor was really the spot humor, on in this movie. Kind of reminded me of Wayne's Worlds, like <laughs> Wayne's Worlds Two, at least, uh, for the jokes because it was just it was so funny. Eisen was a ice cream flavor. He'd be pralines and dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, so I want to state that the thumbnail for this episode is just going to be the that that cool opening shot for the like the movie title that we saw oh okay yeah because you know what that was a really really fucking cool like movie title <laughs> like so good yeah we, we don't need a silly thumbnail because it was so fucking good uh, but yeah some so, of our fans are gonna be a bit upset somehow some way they wanted me to include scooby-doo because groovy-roo groovy-roo that's what scooby-doo somewhere um, I'll just put them in the corner. There you go. Um, so yeah, so fucking Ushio made like shirts, like these like camo shirts. Said, I, I'm assuming he said Falcon One on them. So that was that was a fucking adorable. So then we see like Asahi's talking to someone. Obviously, we find out it's Riku. Oh yeah, spot the pro tag. So like she gives him candy, and like they're like, oh, he's, she's kissing him. And he just yep. goes like, what the fuck do you think you're doing, with my daughter? Riku's like, well, no, I'm looking for a shadow, like. Shadow. And then we're, we're, Is this some sort of drug you kids are like, doing like, nowadays? Like me and Gar kind of look at each other for a second. We're like, oh, Pega. Pega. Um, just we're rolling it. Just Pega. Pega. <laughs> um. So then, yeah, we get to see Riku, and it. You can tell he still loves being here. Like his actor loves doing this. It, role. And the best part about it, it's actual Riku. It's not movie it's Riku. It's not movie Riku where he had like where this he was cool an great jacket and he everyone. was like he's like, I'm not, I'm not cool enough. Yeah, like, that was the biggest problem that we had with the Jeed movie. He just didn't feel like himself. He he was totally he was so out of character and there was no reason for it. Yeah, he was having like he was having like character identity problems and it's like, 
No, you're just, you're Riku. Stay Riku. That's what we love about you. We loved you for just being you. Be, your, be yourself. Maybe he was pissed off because he's not going to get any of the royalties of Ultraman Gene merch. But, yeah, <laughs> so, then, like, uh, Gonku and uh, Bemstar, Remular attack. No, Bemstar. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's Bemstar. Yeah. So they, they attack, and then we get this fucking hilarious joke where we just see, like, the Minato brothers and, and Riku, they both, like, they both, they both take out their changers to, like, fucking transform, and they look at each other. Oh, hey, 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 how's it going? <laughs> and, and, like, they both run in, like, separate directions. directions. Transform. So we get Rosso and Blues, and then they appear, and they just look over, and they see Jeed there, and they're like, wait, who the fuck are you? His eyes look evil. He's like, I don't have any choice over this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, his eyes look evil. And like, he's like, yeah, this kind of just, I just can't help it. So then they fight, and then, yeah, so Rosso gets stuck in the building, and then we just see that, for some reason, Blue and, and G just have this really good, like, sync. They have, like, they're really in sync with each other. I think it's because of the age range. Because, remember, Riku's supposed to be, like, 19. Well, no, he was supposed to be, like, isn't he, like, 16 in no, G? No, his actor's 16. Oh. But his character's, like, 19. Oh, yeah, right. So he's, like, the same age as Isami, so they're probably on the same, like, mental... Wavelength. Yeah, mental yeah. wavelength. And so they're just fighting, they're doing it, and even Rosa, like, Katsumi's just, like, he's like, sink and they like they kick at the same time they both use their fucking attacks yeah. and um and then so they get they pull roso out and it's really it's really fucking funny <laughs> yeah, just, just, hey, do you need some help there bro <laughs> fix him out and then um like they uh cut or uh, gene i think he goes yeah he gene goes, goes solid burning, burning which that's why i like about this movie as well he goes all of his forms Including the movie exclusive. Clint, I was not expecting him to go to his movie form. And it, which I feel like that makes sense. Like it's our movie. Like, it's the movie. Go I mean, the he, movie he, form. He never lost that power. No. No. Oh. This also confirms this takes place after, after the movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and they defeat them, and then they go back, and it's like, oh, you're an Ultraman. Yeah, I'm an Ultraman too. Oh, okay. Well, nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, hey. This is kind of awkward. Um. Well, and they save Stay Pega. out of my territory. Well, yeah, they save Pega because he's trapped in Gonku, and so they use, like, a water-wind attack to, like, push him out. Yeah, they do. like, they pop him out. Just... Um, yeah, and then so they invite them all to dinner, and even uh, even Mio shows up to have dinner with them. And oh, yeah, because they're family. And we get this, we finally get to see, like, uh, Gar actually mentioned it, like, the famous meal that they were always talking about. Yeah, which is, it's basically just a crockpot bunch of meat and stuff and like they're 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 being a family which is adorable it's like don't, don't don't just take the meat like take i see eat your onions you can tell this is a movie you want to know why there's another room to the fucking house <gasps> you never saw the dinner table you never saw their living room no and then oh my god again just we got like i remember when me and gar were talking about room we just always enjoyed like the joke where like they'd be watching the news and then just <laughs> fucking aggressively turn off the tv just being like bullshit <laughs> that, that happened in this movie just like you uh, get rid of this tv <laughs> yeah just like i want to say these are cameos of like the producers and writers of, of room but basically like the locals are just talking about how like Oh yeah, those Ultraman, they showed up after a year and they they kind of suck. And he saw me just like furious, just turns off the TV. Fuck you. It's like, we gotta stop. This is why we stopped watching TV. Yeah, we stop, stop watching the news. <laughs> no um, more news. So then, yeah, so then they introduce Pega and like Pega's really shy so he goes into his shadow zone and like Mio's like immediately like super interested. Even he saw me, he's fucking interested because he's like, oh, it's like, 
Subspace. Like a pocket starts, starts tickling him. Stop it! Stop it. Just um, whips food on. So then, yeah. So then, uh, Katsumi goes to visit his friend Toy, and like we see him, and apparently he's going through a, a phase. Oh yeah, college wasn't like what I thought. It well, was well, be. no. He went. He went to work at a game develop uh, a game company, and he realized that it wasn't exactly what he was wanted to do. Says just, every game developer ever. Yeah. Well, because like he was just going around doing like odd jobs for them, picking up doing like random tasks and stuff like that he was just like he was and so like he's just in his room he's playing Tekken 7 cause you know fucking Band Namco Bandai Namco fucking makes that game so isn't Tekken 7 in, in like a recent episode of Kamen Rider Zio yeah like they were like playing Tekken yeah. 7 no, Tekken Tekken is like immensely popular in Japan like, it's, it's the most popular fighting game there really you know, people love yeah dude Tekken is the Japanese word for Iron Fist that kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, Tekken, Tekken's immensely pop- Like, it comes out in arcades, like, years before it comes out here. Hmm. Yeah, for, like, console. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, they have to remember all the time. No, it's, it, Tekken, I own Tekken 7, it's a really good game. Um, so, yeah, and then, like, he talks down to his mom, he's just like, get the fuck out of my room, woman, just give us our food and get the fuck out. And she's like, oh, sorry, and then we're, me and Gar, we're just like, I'm an asshole. We're an asshole. Don't you, you never- ever speak to your mom that way i've never really understood kids or especially teenagers like back like backlashing or like like rebelling against, like yeah I rebelling mean, against I'll, their parents i'll be fair i've done that again to my stepmom before where like my stepmom won't let me do something and then i'm just like well nah, you're not my real mom like yeah I'm, but that's every step parent yeah but no nah, I, I love my but, but now, so. it, like I never, I never backlashed against my my parents. No. Why would I? Yeah, they made me. <laughs> Without them, I'm literally not here. Um. Uh, so yeah. So like, Katsumi just tries to tries to like get through to him, and twice it's like, well, you fucking didn't play baseball, so why the fuck should I follow my dream if you didn't follow yours, dick? And Katsumi gets like really kind of like upset about it, so he runs off. But then, Toy meets Trigir. In a very interesting way. Like, so, like, apparently Toy was, like, designing, like, drew up a kaiju, and apparently it's called Snake Darkness. Which, it's a pretty fucking dope kaiju. It's a pretty cool kaiju. Uh, and we can we can understand the snake part of him now, because his tail's like a snake. And um, Con Digifire, I mean, Trigir shows up. Yeah, it was, it, I swear, it was a fucking reference to Gridman. Like, which, he, Super is allowed to do that. Gridman's their baby, they made it. Not really their baby, which is no, but it, they they it's one of their they kids. Own it. They own it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely Trigir. This movie definitely feels like a mystery, a bit because he's like, "Who are you? Where are you from? What?" Yeah, no, he was a pretty, he was a pretty, he's he was a pretty cool villain. This whole movie, like, he but, was manipulated. But now, manipulative. but now I'm wondering, did Subra have plan to make him the villain in Taiga? Or was or did he just start off as a movie villain and be like, no, let's work into this. Let's dive deeper into who he is. Yeah, well, maybe he's got enough popularity for the movie that they're just like... Or maybe it's like what they do in Pokemon movies. They introduce a brand new Pokemon for the new gen just be like, hey, this is a tease of what's coming. Mm-hmm. That's what it probably was. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, yeah, there's a cute scene with uh, Riku and... Uh, Riku and Asahi, they, they kind of have a shipping thing in this because, like, they're right. Because it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> but it's like, 
Um, Riku definitely goes through an arc this this movie as well about the whole like, like he doesn't really have a family outside of outside of Pega. Yeah, because like, you know his he, dad's Belial. Yeah, he talk, like he talks to Asahi and it's like, oh, so who's your parents? It's like, well, I don't know. I never had a mom, and my dad's kind of this evil Ultraman who destroyed the universe. <laughs> Don't worry, I hugged the evil out of him. Yeah, and like I like he mentions, he's just like he he says like I'm his Belial's son, and I'm just like and I'm like, yes, you are. And it <laughs> shows like shows flashbacks of the events of Jeed. Yeah, which mm, I still need to get a Jeed figure art because if I get that Jeed figure art, then I'm gonna pose them. Side pose, 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 pose him hugging, <laughs> hugging his dad. <laughs> Hug it out. Hug it out. Um, yeah, and Asi's like, well, you can be with us. You are family part of our family. And Riku's like, oh, thank you. Hey, do you guys have Dawnshine? What's Dawnshine? Pegger, we gotta leave! We're going, but... <laughs> um, so then Katsumi, he, like, kind of runs off because he's really upset when Toy, like, kind of tells him to fuck off again. Um, and then Trigir talks to him, and he goes, well, if you want, I can take you somewhere where U- Ultraman is needed. And so he shows him this planet... So apparently where it's a planet where Pigmon come from, comes planet from. Planet Pigmon. Planet Pigmon. Being like their entire race being extinct by fucking Mecha Gomera. Mecha Gomera is just terrorizing. Just terrorizing the this planet, killing all the Pigmon. We see like different Pigmons. From like for like throughout the years, like you have the first version of Pigmon, you got like a second version, you got the modern version of Pigmon. Which I thought that was clever. It's like see they're all di- like they're saying that they're all the same race, just different. Yeah. That's clever. So, Trigger gives, like, run, uh, like cuts me a choice. It's like, he's like, well, you can either go back to... You, I can take you back to Earth, and you can just live a shitty life not knowing what you want to fucking do, or you can make a difference here right now and save a race from going extinct. Being an Ultraman, protecting. And what he... Like, he does... He does so. Like, he defeats Mechagomera, being Ultraman Rosso. But then Snake Darkness shows up, and... Like Toei or, or Toy Toy, I I can't remember what he was yelling at. He, he was yelling at Katsumi, just being like, "Oh, you're an Ultraman! Like I thought Ultraman was supposed to like protect everything. Well, Kaiju's are fucking living creatures too, so you shouldn't be attacking me, fucking dick." Because like he, he he was just like making a point, being like, "Yeah, you're not being a good Ultraman because you're destroying everything." Like like. Kaijus, which are living creatures too, when you're supposed to be protecting all life. So then that kind of just makes Katsumi very discouraged. And like, we get this really cool transformation sequence with him where it kind of shows him just like using the gyro and then it just, like from his perspective, it's, it grow, he grows. Yeah, it's like from a from a low angle. Yeah, and just, like you see what? him, like you see him, like you see Ultraman Rosso, but what we don't really see is him growing. Yeah. In a sense, in which he has seen grab like the horns of Mechagomera. Which I'm like, that's good. That's good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who direct who directed the special effects for this movie? The guy that did Godzilla vs. Violante, Godzilla, uh, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters Out of Attack, and the Heisei Gamera trilogy. Yeah. So we got a veteran here. Oh yeah, he knows the shit. He knows how to direct action. Mm-hmm. Um. And CG. We'll get to that. Yeah. Fuck. Um, so yeah, so then Katsumi just gets stranded on the planet, no way of getting home, and he's, like, very exhausted and, like, starving. And, Let's like, keep going. 
So Trigger so just goes, yeah, you're you're not worth anything. Like I'm just gonna fucking leave you here. Bye. He just kind of oh. he just disappears. So then back, uh, Snake Darkness goes and starts attacking Earth and like the city. In which Isami and Isami and Riku both team up. In which they do a cute thing that like they, we'll sit around. No, yeah. Um. Sitting around won't color us up or something. Like, like they, sitting around doing nothing uh, colors us. Well, like colors us. Like they like they mix their phrases together. That, yeah, that's was, cute. It was so cute. So like they 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 transform. They do more shit. And you know so we got uh, magnificent. Yeah, we got magnificent for like a bit, but he gets ass kicked, and I was very very disheartened. Wait, you know I noticed mm-hmm. he didn't have a he never show he never brought out the jeep claw. No, what? he did when he was Acro Smasher. Did he? Yep. Oh, I didn't because, see it. Because there was the scene where they were uh, attacking Snake Darkness. and uh, Was he... there another kaiju in this? I think so. Oh, yeah, it was the the, the robotic one. Or, oh, no, that's in Taiga. Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, we watched a bunch of Taiga today. Yeah, we watched a lot of Ultraman today. Um, it's kind of hard to keep track of no, what but happened. No, so Blue Blue and Acro Smasher, like Gene Acro Smasher, they both Yeah, it was their, a Snake Darkness. He used, like, the Slugger thingy, and the Root Slugger, and yeah. the, the G-Claw. Oh, right, when they slash them together. Yeah, so that was really cool, and Acro Smasher still looks fine. Nice form. Uh, but yeah, Magnificent didn't do too much, which was a shame. Eh, what you gonna do? Um, and so then, like, in the end, they find out, like, uh, oh, like, where's Katsumi? It's like, oh, well, we've been trying to locate him all around the world, but we can't find him, and it's like... So he's off-world? He's off-world. So then they're able to, like, pinpoint where he is, and he's only, like, 7,000 light-years away. Oh, yeah, so they contact him, and then, like, they, he encounters the Pigmon, like, to give them give him water, because he's, like, really just exhausted. But then he sees that one of the Pigmons has, like, a radio. Yeah, he has his little walkie-talkie. I thought it was a cigar. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought it was, like, a family of, family of Pigmons. It's just, he's wearing, like, a tie. Just, hmm. Hmm. Hmm, see? Now get me pictures of Ultraman, huh? Um, so, yeah, so they, they managed to use, like, a manifest, like, make a portal thing, because, like, you know, Mio had that, that dimension device. Yeah, um. And they used it to get him back. Yeah, and that's how they end up getting Riku and Pega back to their dimension. Yeah. Which, the reason why Riku and Pega are here, apparently Trigir kidnapped them from yep. their dimension. Brought them here. Yeah, and they brought them here. Mm. So I'm like, okay, there's a valid reason as to why Riku and Pega are here. Yeah, well, in the Jeep movie, Orb and Juggle were just there. They're dimension hoppers anyways, so it doesn't matter. Fuckers. But, yeah, I would prefer a valid reason as well. But yeah, it's just, they're, like, they're all fighting it out. Uh, they get Kats- they get they do get Katsumi back with the portal, and then all four of them, including Asahi, because Asahi tries to help, mm-hmm. which she becomes a uh, she she becomes Gregory Regina. Oh, thanks, because she still has Saki's uh, Rube Gyro. Uh-huh. So like she tr- she transforms into the kaiju. Like all four of them get together. You got Jean Rosso. No, Rosso and Blue become Rube. Yeah. To team up, so it's like three against one. Trigger shows up to fight, and it's kind of like, uh, like Rosso and Blue are getting like they're all getting their asses handed to them to the point where they have to they get reverted back to their base form. And G goes Royal Mega Master. You get Royal Mega Master, and he gets his ass handed to him. I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, but it's not his movie. No, 
Uh, and then there's just like yeah, like Aussie's trying her best, but it's not enough. And then like oh, I, I thought, yeah, I, no, and I thought like Riku wasn't gonna be as Ultra Gene for the rest of the movie because like you know after he transforms, he can only, he can't transform for like another twelve hours. You know, but, every twelve hours. Or was it 24 hours? I think it was every 12 hours you can transform. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, then he's just like, oh, fuck it, and gets, like, confidence in him, and then he... Transforms in the ultimate final. Which... The giga finalizer. Still looks fucking cool. Yeah, so, again, it was clever. It's like, why not use the movie form? It is his most powerful form that he has. Mm-hmm. And which, uh... Katsumi and Isami are telling Asi, it's like, oh, get out of here. This is no place for a woman. It's like, whoa, what? Yeah, and she's like, no, fuck you. It doesn't matter if I'm a girl or not. Like, I want to help. I want to protect and stuff like that. And then she sees Saki. Yeah, the manifest, the spirit of Saki comes in. And she, like, quotes Florence Nightingale. And then she goes up to Asi and just being like, I'll always be here with you. Like, you know, you're my friend. And, like, Gregory Regina... Or Gre- okay, Grigio Regina, mm-hmm. if you're all wondering. But basically, it's like, it cracks open like a shell. Yeah. And it's like, Trigger's like, what's, like, who are you? And it's like, I'm Ultra Woman Happy! Grigio. Happy! And, like, we were just like, whoa. That happened. And she's fucking adorable. And she actually, like, recharges Ru- Rosso Blue and Jeed. And charges their like candy bumps. Yeah, like recharges their their color timers, and that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, she didn't really do a whole whole much. Well, it's because she she's never been an ultra woman before, so yeah. then she's not that powerful. No, she, I think she was just there to support. But then because of the that, like they realized like oh the power of bonding and like family is really important because like Riku reminds them of that. And uh, they trans they transform into Ultraman Groove, and yeah, they use the Makoto uh, the Makoto crystal that they got from the finale mm-hmm. of the show, like they actually open it up in which yeah. they become Ultraman Groove. Mm-hmm. Now think of it this way: Yara got Trigear, mm-hmm. you got Snake Darkness, mm-hmm. and you got Gre- Ultra Woman Grigia. Mm-hmm. That's Three new suits already in this movie. Yeah, so... You can't really afford to make a fourth suit. So, Tsurai did something clever. So, the group suit is all CGI, but it was, like, it was... really flawlessly well done. Like, I'm pretty sure they just took the Ultraman Rube suit and just CGI'd over that suit. Because he still moved and shit like it was an actual like, like suit actor. Like one thing that I will that I'm moving the camera quickly. One thing that I really didn't like about Heisei Generations Forever was like remember the scene when they're all rider kicking another uh, Kuga mm-hmm. and like you see Kuga do his pose and when he jumps up it's automatically a CGI model, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. It's like you could have easily had him like be green screened in to kick the monster. You didn't have to be all or CG. Was like in the build finale when like build goes uh, rabbit gold rabbit dragon like it was just all cgi you can see how clunky it is that they like give yeah. where they could have just literally just mocapped the rabbit tank suit but this this was so well done this was flawless it was impressive like you could tell it was cgi but like it was good cgi yeah like i was like Oh. And, and, you know, like, they also CGI Trigear, but it make 
let's go all out yeah. with the fighting. They have like a good they're, chase sequence. Yeah, they're flying through the city. They're freaking kicking each other. Like they're going all out. And it's just like, and even when like a Trigir knocks group into a building, it's not, the buildings aren't CG. No, it's they're, practical. They're still practical. So you can tell there was definitely some mocap there. Like they just CGI'd over. It's like how they do do it in the MCU movies, like like with a uh, Professor Hulk. Like it's just a CGI model. Mm-hmm. But like, holy shit! But just wow, so good. It was such hey, design of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, that was nice. Um, and then like he uses an attack where um. Like, he fires, like, three... Like, uses the corn to fire, like, three attacks, but one's red, one's blue, one's orange. Yeah. And, like, it was just... Wow. Like, they go to town. Yeah. Like, they... Yeah. And then Tregear's just like, nope, I'm out. Bye. Yeah, Tregear gets beaten by... By Jeed. I almost said X. No, he gets beaten by Jeed in his ultimate final form. He's like, maybe I... Lesson learned. Don't... Don't mess with family. Two months later, he kills the son of Ultraman Taro. <laughs> and his buddies. And his buddies. Um, yeah, and then just, like, the movie ends with, like, you know, uh, well, like, Toy's mother is, like, trying to find him, but then, like, this is, like, earlier, but then, like, Riku's just, like, yelling at Toy, being like, your mother's worried about you! Like, what are you doing? And, like, Toy's just like, oh my god, you're right. What? Yeah, he, he learns his lesson. He's like, like, his mom really cares about him. Look what you're doing. Yeah, Look and so then, doing, buddy. so then, like at the end of the movie or whatever, like Katsumi just realizes like what he wants to do with his life. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna study because like he was drawing like little doodles and like he made like this like salad like tuna tuna dog like yeah, it was tuna like tuna, tuna inu, and so uh, he go, he just goes up to his dad just being like, I, I want to be a designer. Like I want to design stuff and like so uh, Ushio is just like, yeah, no, I I know this guy in Milan. Do you want me to set you up? You can be his apprentice. And yeah. Katsumi's like, I'd like that. And it's like, you know, oh man, I almost cried at the end of this movie. Yeah, where they, like, Katsumi and Isami went their separate ways. Because yeah, Isami, like, they, they, the... they did one last freaking Minato handshake. Yeah. And we're like, oh. And, like, they, when Riku and them were leaving, like, they all tried it. And just, like, Asuka's like, yeah, it doesn't work well with four people. We'll work on it. We'll make a new one. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah, is like, I had a really good time here. Like, and I'm, I'm glad Grigio will be showing up in Ultra Galaxy Fight with her new mentor, Zero. Yeah. Apparently she'll be teaming up with Zero. Cool. But maybe Gene will tell Zero about her. Yeah, probably. Fuma apparently knows about her in, yeah. in the audio dramas. Yeah, because like, he, he mentions... He he's thinks like, she's like, cute. Yeah. Like, oh, she's so cute. It's like, everyone from my planet's fucking awesome. Fucking orb, Rosso, Blue, Grigio, so cute. It's just... Fucking Titus just be like, yo, we got Jonas. We all remember Jonas, right? Uh, I, I do. He used to babysit me. But it was like, yeah. Totally. Fuck you guys. <laughs> but, and just the ending to this film is very... It's very satisfying as, like, a proper conclusion to yeah. the show. Yeah, and then the credits show, like, all the episodes. Yeah, they do that with... I think they've been doing that since Ginga? Ginga S? It was nice, like, kind of going through all the really... movies and stuff. So, like, and it made it made both Gar and I realize that Rube's actually a better show than we 
And we flaked it for. Yeah, so we're... I think we were a bit too harsh on Rube. I, I, like, Gar, Gar was saying, like, it was because it was just taking way too long to sub it. I think that was just... I think that was just it. It's like the finale was over. Like, we didn't really get the finale until, like, months later after the sub... Because there was only one subgroup doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, we still appreciate Color Timer subs subbing the entire... Like, the entire show. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when no one else did. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, now... Now, with Tiger, you got someone actually subbing it, like, week to week, so that you can actually get caught up. Yeah. But, like... Well done, Root Movie. Like, you're, you were fantastic. To the point where it made you realize you didn't want to sell your Ultraman collection. Yeah, I was going to sell my Ultraman collection to get this new, like, console I wanted, but then I decided, like, I was like, you know what? I, I need to have representation of, some, of a series I love now, so... So now I have my all my orbs my orb dark stuff like proudly displayed back on its shelf. So mm-hmm. not doing that again. Oh, we did get we did get an after credit scene. Yes. In which it was uh Tregear being like, Oh, we'll meet again someday. Yeah, so that's probably they I think that's what proved that they were planning on using him for Taiga. Yeah. So this was kind of like a trial run for being like what do people think of him? What do people think of him? And I think he got a pretty positive response, because, like, Trigir's awesome! He's a pretty fucking, like, awesome Ultraman, because, like, he's, like, he's like Belial, but, like, he's more mischievous, and, like, you know, he's not, he's not a dumbass, he's, he's pretty not, smart. He's not a full-on villain. Like. He's just, like, a puppeteer. Yeah. Kind of, like, in the shadows, being, like. Where Belial is, like, chaotic evil, this guy is, like. Like, chaotic lawful yeah chaotic Chaotic neutral yeah he he just doesn't want revenge he wants to toy with you Mm -hmm. but we we have to say go watch this movie definitely go watch this movie this is an ultra movie like even if you haven't watched all rube which now we're gonna say go watch rube like rube 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 gives a really awesome positive message where it's like you know be around the people you love and really appreciate like the, the people in your life and, like, your family, what you have. Even, and even if your dream means not seeing them, not seeing them that much, you're still family. Yeah, no, no matter, matter where you are. No matter where you are, you still have family. Mm-hmm. Good job, Rube Movie. You did good. And I think those are some good words to end this podcast on. So this has been Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger, episode 89. Um, the Great Rube Redemption. That, that's it. The Great... But just, Rube's great, you guys. That's it. That's not all the episode. Rube's great, you guys. Rube's great, you guys. Anyways. We'll just change it to Rube's... Rube's great, guys. Just put a comment there. Rube's great, guys. Yep. Schwa for now. Schwa for now, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. We appreciate your dedication to listening. If you have an opinion on the news or shows we talked about... 
Leave a comment down below. Hashtag comments for Lane. If you want to check us out on other social media pages, you can check out our Twitter pages. As always, you can follow me at twitter.com slash You can follow me at twitter.com slash lane double underscore. For other pages, you can find my blog, Gar's Toku Blogs, on facebook.com. And while you're on Facebook, why not give Radio Sentai Cast Ranger a follow? For older episodes of our shows, you can find them at castranger.podbean.com. And we also have some merch, such as t-shirts and bags, available at tpublic.com. That's all for this exciting episode of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. Until next time, schwa for now! now.